Hey everyone, and welcome back to Or Of A Kind Podcast. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Guys, so how's everyone doing? Just pretty good, like you know the usual quarantine boredom. Mm-hmm. Chilling. Chilling. Awesome. Yep. All right, so I'm just gonna get right into it. So. Uh, our topic of today is, so what we did is we took a, an exam online called the 16 personalities test. And what you all can do listening at home is go to 16personalities.com, number 16, personalities.com. And then it is a about 60 question exam where it's just like they offer scenarios and then you have a range of how well you agree or how well you disagree. And then it will present you with your personality. So that's what we did. And so you can take that right now while you're listening or you can take it afterwards. But we all uh, found the scenarios that we thought were most interesting. And so we're gonna be sharing and discussing those now. So Ezra, you wanna take it away? All right, so my first question uh, that I thought was very interesting was, cause it's actually really relatable to most people. You often think about what you should have said in a conversation long after it has taken place. Conversation slash argument. Because sometimes I'm in the shower and you realize that you could have said this to like end that argument or you could have said that to like make your point. So like I completely agree with that state or question. I have to, I have to agree too. Oh, and just to clarify, it's not like a true or false thing. It's like they give you a scale and then you can say how much you agree, how much you disagree, just to like clarify. Um, but I like completely agree that like when I took that test, like that, I, I think I selected like the big circle of agree because like I always think like, oh my God, like what if I said this and like then this would happen and then that would happen. I'm, I'm like a really big like alternate timeline. Like what if this would happen? Like hypothetical scenario person. So yeah, I, compl- I think like same th- the, along the same line of thinking as Ezra. I do that a lot. What about y'all? Um, I don't think that way at all because I don't want to feel bad about it later or like regret it or just have that feeling of like, dang it. Because then later I'm going to try to like say that again and it just doesn't come out right and it just doesn't fit the scenario and it's just this, like weird situation. So if I make a mistake, I just like move on, push in the back of my head and then not think about it. That's probably a bad way of coping with stuff, but that's just how my brain works. So I think what I did was like the small circle for agree, like the one right next to neutral, uh, because I don't think about it often. I, I don't try to think about it, but like once in a while in certain situations where something happened to me where I feel like, oh man, that didn't turn out very well. Like if my parents get mad at me for something uh, and I said something wrong, uh, I feel like like in certain situations, like I'd have to be invoked to think about that. Like maybe if I'm in the shower and I'm having these deep thoughts, uh, as we all do, <laughs> Uh, those that might come up and I might think about something like that well we have a very wide range of answers here but one thing that I found interesting was when they said usually prefer to get your revenge rather than forgive and I completely disagreed with that statement because um I feel like pettiness is just not my thing like if I hate you I'm not gonna take the time to make your life miserable because I just don't seem it to be worthwhile. So I'd rather just accept it, get over it, not necessarily forgive you, but just like give you the cold shoulder and move on. Cause that's just too petty for me. Like, why would you take the time to do that to someone that has been tormenting you 
mentally, I guess. Yeah, I agree with Maria. I don't find revenge satisfying and I don't want to waste my time and energy just to make someone else feel bad, even though they made me feel bad. Cause like, you know, I have like a certain amount of like energy in a day. I don't know why I just have a limited amount. I don't have like a lot of energy. So if I use it all up on like, like revenge or like making someone feel bad, then I just wasted it. My, like my own time and energy where I can been placing it somewhere else useful. So for me, I chose the neutral one. So I'm not, I didn't totally disagree like you guys. Um, I was thinking mostly of my little brother because he's not like someone I can really <laughs> like avoid, you know, like I, I love him. Uh, it's just like, obviously he's a little brother, so he's bound to be annoying. And so sometimes when he does something, I maybe like mess with him just to like get back at him. So I, in some senses, I do get revenge. That's a, that's a little like, revenge is like such a heavy word, but like it, that, that is technically revenge. So I, I do that. But then I also try to forgive people because that's the right thing to do. So I'm neutral in that. I think I selected the small agree circle next to it because like um, I do, I fight, I have two older brothers and we do fight a lot, even though there's like kind of a big age difference between us and like, kind of like what Reese said, like um, a lot of the times, like when, if like we have this ongoing joke where after dinner, because, because of quarantine, we all, we can like all have the opportunity to eat together. Like uh, one of us will hide each other's phone in like the most obscure spot. So like, I don't think this is revenge, but like I'll take somebody else's phone and then they'll take somebody else's phone. And now we all have like hostages and we all have to figure out who has what. And like a lot of the times, like I like don't actually exact revenge. Like I don't like if somebody hurts me, I don't try to hurt them back. But like in like small scenarios like that, I do like when playing board games and stuff. Like we played Monopoly yesterday and I I completely destroyed it because I was so mad because I like lost terribly the last time we played. So this time I was like, I'm going to kill you all. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm not like a vengeful person, but I do. I do have strong feelings about literally everything. So. Also, when I was thinking about that question, I thought about how if someone did something to me, then if I like completely forgave them, then I would just treat them how I normally would as if nothing happened. But I feel like for me, I treat them differently. Like I try to maybe I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but I try to like talk to them less or treat them a little differently. So. I feel like that also went into my decision on whether or not I get revenge on people because I kind of consider that as revenge as well. All right. So moving on to our next question, or at least the one that I found really interesting was that um, are your dreams bizarre? Your dreams are bizarre and fantastical. So like they're not that realistic and do you agree, disagree, or are you neutral? Oh, and for me, um, my dreams are very like, I don't want to say they're very fantastical. They are like a, they have a lot of like a tinge of reality to them. And like, I also tend to look into them a lot. I'm like, Oh my God, like what if this actually happened? Um, I don't know. I just thought this was one of the most random questions on there. Like they, it wasn't that like, it wasn't that um, like intuitive. So that's why I wanted to bring it up and see what y'all thought. Uh, I disagree. My dreams are very, very realistic which is kind of scary at the same time. Cause I feel like when I wake up, I was like, I had to think for a good minute if that was, if that actually happened sometimes I could remember them vividly because how realistic they were. They weren't really too, what was the word? Fantastical or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't like that. There wasn't like, 
any like monsters or anything. It was like an actual real scenario. Just a very, a little bit twisted and like unrealistic in a way, but also very like it could happen in real life. Uh, for me, I think I put neutral um, because most of the time, uh, I feel like I haven't, I didn't dream anything the previous night. I just wake up and then like, it felt like nothing happened like for me a lot of the time. But then sometimes whenever I do dream, it is like really interesting scenarios. And there, there, there was actually two times where I like wrote down what I was dreaming on my phone, uh, because they, they're like really strange or maybe I don't want to like think about it more or not forget it. So about neutral. Yeah, for me, I don't have, like, those weird, like, Tim Burton, like, Alice in Wonderland weird dreams. It's all pretty realistic. It's just, like, weird situations. But then for me, I get deja vu sometimes. So, like, I'll dream about something and then completely forget about it. And then in, like, four months, it'll happen. And I'm like, whoa, I'm Raven Simone, you know, basically, in my own way. I mean, that's a Raven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it just okay. don't make fun of me? This is <laughs> no, no, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get. It's happened to me so many times. I'm not the weird one here, okay? Y'all are just jealous. That no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say one of my questions that was I found interesting or that I want to talk about. Uh, it was a statement that said, You are very affectionate with people you care about, and so for me, I put the middle box of the disagree side because I'm very inaffectionate and like and like most things I do uh like I care about my well, the people I care about I care about a lot but like I don't like hug them or touch them or like really do that much and so my mom is like my mom doesn't like that and so uh it was just like really easy to identify me as like a very inaffectionate sort of person I put the biggest circle for agree for that one um, because I feel like not like physically speaking but like verbally speaking I'm a very like affectionate person like, even if I kind of know somebody I'll just be like yes queen like you go girl and I just like I'm always like encouraging people but like physically I do I don't like I'm not like a hug person I, I don't know I'm not like a I don't I think hugs are weird I'm a hand hug person though I feel I've seen those you know um and like, I do, I do like, you know, I'm like a very like hands-on person and like being my friend is a little exhausting sometimes. Uh, so I've heard. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just my opinion on that. I think I put the agree one, like the same with Sarah, like the strongly, the big circle part. And I think, <laughs> um, I, I, I care about a lot of people and but I'm also like a, a hugger kind of person, I guess. So like, Sara, you're not a hugger, right? You said you weren't a hugger? You said you're a hand hugger. No, I'm a hand hugger and a, and a word well, talker. I, I do the, I do the, the actual hugs. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm more like Reese. I feel like, yeah, it's like Sara and Ezra and then it's like me and Reese. <laughs> we must be along with this because it's it's really messed up, but like I'm super duper affectionate with my dog, but then with like my mom, <laughs> I'm not in like a purposely mean way. It's just how I am. Like I don't say I love you a lot. I'll be like, okay, bye, I love you. I'll be like, that's it. I'm not gonna, you know, go out of my way to like hug someone or like, you know what I mean? I just you gotta catch me on a good day. 
for me to willingly give you a hug. You know what I mean? But I mean, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I just, I'm, I just need my bubble. You know, I need my space. You stay over there. I stay over here. We'll appreciate each other's presence and distance. And that's. Mm -hmm. Like you'd have to catch me on a really, really good day. <laughs> like Ezra has said before, I have a resting bee face, which is kind of ironic because I'm usually laughing all day. It doesn't take that much for me to laugh. But I'm not mean, guys. I just, I don't know. I just need my space. That's all. All right. My next question is, you rarely worry if you made a good impression on someone you met. And I strongly disagree. Because I always like want to make a good impression, especially people I've haven't met yet. So like first impressions wise, I'm like really usually worried about it, and I always try to like look nice. And I always I start to overthink like maybe they didn't like me or like maybe um, I could have done this better. But yeah, that's how that's why I strongly disagree with it. Uh, I also strongly disagreed because uh, I do worry a lot about what people think of me, uh, especially when they first see me because first impressions, uh, as the saying goes, first impressions are everything. Uh, you know, there are a lot of statements, uh, like agree, disagree statements that had to do with like walking up to someone that you don't know. And so a lot of them, I, I said like, oh, I don't, I usually don't do that because, you know, you just... I just really think about how people would see me the first time so that they like respect me or think of me as a cool person, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. I put like all those like walking up to someone questions. I was like, oh yeah, like I can do that. I'm kind of a, you know, like I just walk up to somebody and be like, what's up, you know? Um, but for the first impressions one, like I really think about that, especially if it's in like a professional capacity, like if I'm going for like an interview or something like that, and I'm just like, oh my God, like, what should I do? Like, should I be like professional SAR? Should I be normal SAR? Should I be fun? You know, there's a lot of different SARs out there. Um, and like, it's like hard to like, kind of like walk the line between like professional and like, you know, like a, like a regular person, especially since like we're, we're rising seniors and we have like college, like in, uh, applications and like a lot of interviews coming up and like, there's going to be so many interviews in like our whole life for like jobs and stuff like that. And, like. I just need to learn how to like interview better. And it's just like a, such a big life skill. And, but I'm like, it, I feel like this connects to Ezra's first question about like, you think about like things you already did. And like, I always think about that. Like, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. So yeah. Um, yeah, kind of for me, um, like I'll put effort. I'll be nice. So like I'll dress nice, whatever. But after that, I'm not going to dwell on it because then, I make too many scenarios in my head and then it's just like spirals and it's like never ending. So I just, you know, try to do my best, not overthink it. Cause whenever, when you start overthinking, that's when you make a bad impression. Cause you just seem off or awkward or whatever. But in reality, like whatever I try to think of myself, like whenever I meet someone new or I'm in like a, a situation where I'm with new people, like I overanalyze everything that I'm doing or like how I look or whatever. We have to keep in mind that they don't care. <laughs> like, if you're giving a presentation in school or whatever, like, most people really don't care. They're like, okay, yeah, whatever, next. Like, you're the person that's putting the most thought in, uh, like, about yourself. So whenever you realize that, you kind of, like, relax and then make a better impression. So for my question, after my little rant there, um, 
you look after yourself first and others come in second. So with that, it hit home for me because like with my dad, I was raised to like put yourself first, like in the way of being happy. Like let's, I'm not going to tear other people down to become successful or reach my goal, but it's more like, like that personal happiness of like, okay, I'm not going to let people stomp all over me or like put their feelings first. Cause at the end of the day, you have to be happy with yourself in order to like make others happy. That sounds so sappy, but um, it's true. So <laughs> like, I'm always the therapist friend. So I'll help like other friends, like give advice and whatever. But then at the end of the day, I have to like put myself first emotionally and mentally. Um, for me, I'm pretty sure I put the neutral bubble. Like I put that one because it just depends on the situation. Like, like if I'm with my friends and like, everybody wants to do one thing that I don't want to do. I'm not going to like, you know, try to stop the group or I'm not going to be like, Oh, I want to do this. Like, I just try to go with the flow as much as I can. But at the same time, like I, I do try to value like myself and like, Oh, like these are like my emotions. And sometimes I kind of do that too much where I'm like, uh, like I, you know, like if I have an opinion, like I want to make sure it's heard, even though like, you know, it could have possible repercussions. So I was like really divided on that question. So I don't really have like a definite answer for it. I think I put the bubble right after neutral. So I like, I agree, but not strongly. I don't want to put everyone else before I put myself first, but then I also like care about other people's like feelings. So I just, you know, try to keep it balanced, but I'm not completely neutral on it either. Yeah. I think I put the same bubble as Ezra where it was on the agree side of neutral, but the, the small bubble, uh, because just like a little bit foreshadowing to my personality. Uh, I can I can be a little stubborn uh, where I think uh, I'm like right a lot. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but it's just true. And so it's just true that I think that, not that I'm always right. <laughs> um, so sometimes I just feel like I have to like get my thing and then, yeah, I just have to get my thing, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on to one of the questions I found really interesting was that like, are you, uh, you are more satisfied spending time with yourself, spending time with yourself rather than spending time with others. And for me, I don't know. I, I, I think I was like, new, I think I was the small agree or the small disagree or maybe the neutrals like somewhere around there because I love like hanging out with my friends and like doing fun things. But at the same time, like I do like me time, me Netflix and a snack time. So it's like kind of a middle, but like overall, I think I like spending time with others. Like this quarantine like sucks because like, I, you know, I hate school, but I did like seeing a lot, like all my friends and like, you know, especially like at my like uh, place of worship, like all my, all those friends there. And like, it's like really hard to like FaceTime people and like things like that. So I'm more of a spend time with others person. What about y'all? I put the neutral button because I'm an only child and I, when I grew up, I learned to like entertain myself, but then at the same time, I also wanted to like hang out with people since I usually don't do that. So I'm neutral. <laughs> I always love hanging out with friends, but also like spending time with myself. Uh, for me, I, I put the second side on the disagree side because I feel like I, even though I do spend a lot of time with myself, I feel like whenever I, I come upon a, a period of time where I'm with other people, I find it like at the end of it, I find out that it was a lot more fun and fulfilling than 
I would have spent the time by myself. That's just how like most of my encounters have been. So that's why I put disagree for that. Yeah, I put the neutral one because like I like not I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of like the quarantine because you're just like chilling. You're in your own headspace. You get to like reflect and do it yourself. I'm just chilling with my dog the whole time. That's like the best scenario for me. And but then again, like I have to convince myself to like go out and be with friends. Because then in the moment, you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. I'm thriving. I'm doing so good. And, like, I'm happy. I'm, like, with friends afterwards. But it, like, takes some motivation for me to get there. But then it pays off at the end. So it's, like, can be both. All right. And so my last question that I wanted to talk about, or last statement, was you often put special effort into interpreting the real meaning or the message of a song or a movie. So I put strongly agree for that because I've been watching a lot of movies this past break. Um, I'm, I'm up to or the, the quarantine time. I'm up to 36 movies. And so and I also rank them. And so I, I have I consider a lot about each one and like whether there's a real meaning to it or whether there's like an underlying meaning to everything. And if it's worth watching again to experience that again. So when I, when I got that statement, I was like, oh, OK, I know. I'm gonna have to agree with Reese. Um, I analyze music and movies a lot, and I always try to find like the meaning behind it, or if there's like a backstory, or like deeper, darker meaning in a movie. Sometimes a movie could look like really happy, but there's actually a dark meaning to it. Or I just find that like really interesting. Same with the lyrics of a song. So yeah. Um, for me, I actually, I know, I, I don't remember what I put for that one, but, um, right now I'm thinking, I don't do that for songs because like, for me, like, I just kind of like listen to them. I don't like go through like the artist's background. I don't have like, a, like the only, my, I guess my favorite artist would be like the Jonas Brothers. And I have like seen a couple of interviews, but like, I'm not like a huge thing, but for movies, like those articles about like Easter eggs or like backstories are like my favorite, like if I'm rewatching a movie with my family, I just like drop in all these random facts because I've like, like we've got like Reddit, like, what is it? Reddit, like not streams, like Reddit sub threads or threads, Reddit threads about like the movie and like what people thought about it. And like, I really like, especially like really well-crafted movies. Like the one I, I'm immediately thinking of is this movie called Searching. It came out in I think 2018. It's like the movie that was told through like a computer screen. Like the entire thing is like a screen recording and the way that like the directors did it and like, just certain like like thematic elements like I learned like I researched all about that so it's just kind of like a 50-50 for me. I mean after y'all said that I feel like a lot dumber with my answer because <laughs> like with songs I, like the first time I just kind of listen to the beat like I'll just listen to the sound more and be like oh this is cool and then I don't really pay attention to the lyrics like for me it's more about the sound and the beat but then with movies like it has to be a really good movie for me to like take the time to analyze it and then look at the cinematography and the meaning and all that stuff. Cause I feel like that's more Reese's realm. So for me, I'm like, Oh, that's a cool movie. Yeah. I'll recommend it. It was great. And then that's it. I don't really like take the time, but if it's like a crime documentary or like, a, like something like that, then I'll like take the time to like analyze the person itself instead of like the movie. You know what I mean? More messed up scenarios, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. add on to that. I was like, if you're a person that likes a deep meaning, or like, uh, if you like analyzing different types of music or movies, you should listen to BTS because their lyrics are 
uh, they have like a deeper meaning in it. And it's like interesting if you research about it, because there's sometimes they make a story throughout their songs that you can like figure out. And you should also watch movies directed by uh, Bon Joon-ho. I don't know if I said his name right, but he's the director of Parasite. And he, he also directed Snowpiercer, if you know that movie. They're very um, deep. They're, they're, they're crazy, but they're also like, they have a deep meaning. All right, so after we took the, the test, we were presented with a personality type. So Ezra, you want to start off with what you got? Okay, I got the advocate, and my four letters were like uh, INFJ. So what advocate means, it's it says it's a very rare type of personality only one percent of the population has this kind of personality i don't know if that's true but it says advocates have an inborn sense of idealism and morality but what sets them apart is that they are not idle dreamers these individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact so that's what i got i got the the logician i don't know how to say that, that word um which is also kind of rare, I guess, and makes up 3% of the population. Logicians pride themselves on being inventive and their creativity. They're great analysts, abstract thinkers, imaginative, original, open-minded, enthusiastic, honest, and straightforward, very private and withdrawn, insensitive, absent-minded, condescending, and then they second-guess themselves. And then some people, because they give you like examples of who has that character trait, um, Bill Gates, Albert Einstein, and Isaac Newton, which I think it's kind of accurate based on the strengths and weaknesses. Um, for me, I got the campaigner, which is uh, ENFP, and it, uh, the campaigner personality is like a free spirit, the life of the party. They're charming, independent, energetic, compassionate. I found this really, really accurate because that's exactly who I am. I also, according to this website, have an irresistible charm. So winky face, hit me up, guys. All right, Reese. And for mine, I, Maria was the logician, but uh, mine was the logistician. So uh, the logistician is supposedly honest and direct, strong-willed and dutiful, very responsible, calm and practical, jack of all trades. So I think that's pretty good. But then there are also some weaknesses. Which, uh, which are stubborn and sensitive, always by the book, uh, which, I mean, I'll admit, it, it is pretty accurate. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's always a good size and bad size of all people, so they're not to be ignored as well. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode of us discovering a little bit more about ourselves, and we invite you to take the quiz as well and uh, see what you got. So thank you all for listening to... For... Oh. Uh. Time... Podcast. Woof, woof. Okay. Okay.